Hello, my name is Herschel. I have a new life in Christ. I'm recovering from anxiety, depression, and idolizing approval and applause. My life began to show signs of trouble in high school. Sports were a lot of fun, but eventually became an unhealthy part of my identity and self-concept. Sports and people's opinion of me determined whether life was good or not. I began to grade myself more and more on all aspects of life. I craved approval and applause, which led to excessive drinking in my late teen years. I had obsessive thoughts. Was I impressive? Did they like me? What did they think of me? There were times where I felt self-satisfied and superior, but more often than not, I was insecure. I entertained a toxic sort of shame, even though I knew I was made in God's image and was loved and forgiven by Christ, and that only through Christ's sacrifice on the cross could I be made right with God. I knew this truth, and yet I had a, time, had a hard time believing it. Not good enough was often my self-assessment. My appearance was not good enough. My social status was not good enough. In general, my performance was just not good enough. I simply did not measure up to my standard, and I dismissed it if anyone said otherwise. At age 20, the bottom fell out. I became severely depressed, withdrew from college, moved back home. I felt weak mentally, physically, and emotionally. The intensity of the emotional pain and despair seemed unbearable. One day, kneeling on the blue shag carpet of my bedroom, hating who I was and what life had become, I cried out for God's mercy. Accepting his word at that time was difficult. However, these two messages from the Bible stuck to my heart. 1 Corinthians 10:13, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And then Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end and they're new every morning. This is when I began recovery. I was not in Regen, but I looked back at that time and I was living out steps one through three. I was powerless over a lot of things. I was powerless over what others thought of me and even whether I could experience joy and peace instead of anxiety and depression. We are powerless over so much because we're dependent on God for so much. I now realize the world hinges on an infinitely wise, good, and sovereign God who has the power to make things right and can enable me to have a new life in Christ. This is step two. Then comes step three, deciding to trust God and accept his grace. This was especially challenging for me because of the comfort I take in the illusion that I'm in control. And because of my pride, which leads me to think sometimes I'm wiser and more righteous and more loving than God. Gradually, because of God's grace and mercy, this first major clinical depression lifted. I had a new passion though, studying scripture and bringing others to Jesus. At age 26, I said, God, if you want me to be single, I will. However, I began noticing families and how much joy parents had raising their kids. I saw the love that parents had for their children, and I really wanted to try at it. <clears throat> then there was another request to God. Help me find a wife. Soon after that, God brought to me the most delightful, gracious, gentle, and beautiful person I have ever known, Cindy. Cindy. 
This was a spectacular answer to prayer. We married and had a, after graduating from seminary, we began working at a Christian university. During this time, my performance mentality began to take effect on my walk with the Lord. Again, I felt like I didn't measure up. My self-critical spirit created a mental pressure cooker. I felt I was not spellbinding enough teaching or an excellent administrator. I did not connect well with the staff or the students. I felt like I was not winsome enough, witness for Christ. Nothing escaped my critical view. But I thought critiquing with brutal honesty was the only way to become excellent. All I could think to do was work harder and hide so no one would know how fragile, weary, and overwhelmed I was. As, as anxiety and depression pounded at the door of my heart, it finally caved in due to complete physical, emotional, and mental exhaustion. I resigned and felt I had again proven to be a failure. This was Cindy's first time to see my mental and emotional illness in a front row seat. This time was different than before. This time my mood ricocheted from gloom to hypomania. I slept very little, talked nonstop, had lots of energy, less inhibitions. And under the direction of a therapist, I went to Arizona and spent some days in a treatment center where the counseling approach was based on the 12 steps. I returned home and over the next several years, God gave us four boys. My goal was to put God first and family next. For a while, it seemed great. We even did everything to be the perfect parents. I had another big depression though in early 2000. This time, I had a wife and four boys looking to me to love them well. But once again, I was agonizing with an overwhelming hopelessness and emptiness. Finally, I checked into the local hospital and spent a week on the psych floor. Once I got out of the hospital, I went back to trying to love God, my family, and others. I did grow as a Christian and things were good in many ways, but old tapes of disappointment and critiquing harshly spilled out on those closest to me. I started working harder and longer to provide for my family, but that meant less time for God, less time with the kids, less attention to Cindy, and less recreation and friendship with peers for me. After years of knowing the good that could come from the 12 steps, and after hearing good things about Regen, I wanted in. But the feeling of not having the time kept me from walking in the door. In 2017, I experienced a second hypomanic episode, and the end result was that Cindy moved out of the house. Due to my actions, she did not feel safe. Emotionally. I think that was mainly it. Cindy asked me to do several things to demonstrate that I was willing to get help and change certain behaviors before she would move back in. I got help, and I even started Regen in January 2018. Cindy moved back in, and we started to rebuild our marriage. Step four, inventory, is about awareness. It's a matter of peeling the onion of your life back one layer at a time. Onions can make you cry. That searching and fearless moral inventory, however, is so helpful because without it, it's easy to stay in my own perspective, my own world, and not realize how my words, actions, or inactions are affecting those around me. When I am convicted of something, I need to confess and ask forgiveness. 
I'm uncomfortable until I get that air clear. So step five, confess, is easy for me now because I don't like having stuff in my life that's not addressed. The 12 steps in Regen have helped guide me through some dark and difficult waters. At the start of Regen, I had very few friendships from guys except for guys at work. This year, God has given me two different men from two different areas of my life who've become a great great friends. We love each other, pray for each other, and the families and ministries with which we're entrusted. They are an answered prayer and a byproduct of applying truth taught in Regen. Also, I believe there are growing friendships here in the Regen family. I've been encouraged by the testimonies I hear, both in the large group and small group. Hearing how God has worked in folks' lives helps me see him and know him better. I'm drawn to the vulnerable and humble way people share their struggles, courage, strength, and hope. Regen has helped me grow as a son of God. The more I grasp God's grace, the more I can grow in God's grace. I'm learning that trying to control relationships with loved ones by applying pressures to meet my expectations is not wise. Lately, I have struggled with anxiety, but I'm reminded of God's faithfulness. The word reminds me that God will keep the promises to deliver me. He is not in a hurry. He does not run late. He's always on time. He prefers that I be still in order to know that he's God. He says that in quietness and rest is my strength. If you're here hurting, struggling, shaken, angry, scared, lonely, afraid, uh, weary, confused, longing for love and healing, God is the one who can provide what you need and empower you to change what needs to be changed. He's incredibly patient and gracious. Though the enemy is good at distracting me so I forget God's truth, I know that like a shepherd with sheep, Jesus will lead me beside still waters, give rest to my weary soul. He will restore me and take me through difficult times, periods of time which will pass He has done that many times. Jesus provides all I need in order to face my enemies and have, I have so much to look forward to when I go to his house forever. My name is Herschel. I have a new life in Christ. I'm thankful for the mercy and grace of God, which comes from his loving heart of compassion. Through Christ, he shows us the way, proclaims the truth, and offers life. And he's my hero.